Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. This week we'll look at why now is the perfect time to get off that debt treadmill. We'll then get into the market so I can share with you my thoughts on the Australian stock market, where it's heading, along with answering all of your questions. Hello, I'm Dale Gillam, Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now before we move on, thank you for showing your support for our channel and hitting that subscribe button. Now remember, as you do click that subscribe button, hit the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also tune in to our live Australian Stock Market Show every Tuesday, 7 to 8pm Australian Eastern Time. Now this is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts, to look at your favourite stocks and answer all of your questions. Most of us are now back at work, the Australian Open is over and the Big Bats cricket is also winding up, as is Chinese New Year celebrations. And let's not forget the kids are back into a routine with school having just recommenced. The December-January period tends to be a time of a year when overspending occurs and budgets are destroyed, with many playing catch-up over the next few months, while for some it's the rest of the year before it starts all over again. Unfortunately, many Australians are on the debt treadmill and the buy now pay later regime is not really helping, as many are spending next week's paycheck before they even receive it. We tend to avoid looking at our financial situation during the festive holiday season, preferring to have a good time rather than get into planning. But now the kids are out of your hair, there's no excuse and now is the time to think about getting on top of your financials so you can get off the debt treadmill, which you can do by setting up a budget for the year ahead. Right now, we are in a very low interest rate environment, except for the dreaded credit card, which can charge interest as much as 20% or more. Given this, I would encourage you to start eliminating any short-term high-interest debt you may have accumulated and then start paying off any other debts that you might have. Once you clear away your debts, you can start practicing the three laws of wealth creation that I outline in my latest award-winning book, Accelerate Your Wealth, which includes spending less than you earn, investing wisely, and then leaving it alone so your investments can grow. So what were the best and worst performing sectors last week? Well, in stark contrast to the prior week, which was a sea of red across the market, last week most sectors performed well. Information technology and healthcare were the best performers and were both up nearly 2%. These were followed by consumer staples up 1.24%, 
and industrials nearly 1%. Now as for the worst performing sector, energy was down over 4% whilst utilities was down over 1% and communication services and materials were just in the red for the week. Looking at the top 100 stocks, the best performers include Northern Star Resources, which was up nearly 7%, Reliance Worldwide was up 6%, Yanis Henderson Group up nearly 5%. The worst performers include Oil Search, which was down over 11%, IWF down 10%, and Treasury Wines Estate continued its slide down just over 8%. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts for our S&P 500, All Ordinaries Index update for this week. We'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks that you've chosen for me. Well, last week, everybody thought our market was going to continue to fall away, including me. I thought uh, we were moving down into the low that I was expecting. And, and what we got last week was a bit of a, a contrast of downward move and upward move. So we'll have a look at the chart right now. On your screen, we've got the All Ordinaries Index and we have a weekly chart. But I just want to go and show you the daily chart before I do chat about this weekly chart. And you can see here, Monday, our market went down quite heavily, uh, pretty much based on what the Dow was doing. I'll just put, I just expanded that up for you. You can see there's Monday's bar there. Very, very deep bar, 126 points. Uh, the market was expecting our, or the Australian market was expecting our market to fall away for the whole week or the Dow to fall away, but it didn't. The Dow actually rose on its Monday, which caused our market to start moving up on the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and obviously the Friday. Now, Friday did close a bit lower than it opened, causing that bit of indecision. So you can see there the close at 7121, but it opened up at 7019. So we're up two points for the whole week after a bit of a volatile week. So that's indecision, what we call about indecision. As I said, a lot of people were expecting our market to fall heavily last week into the low that I was expecting, but it didn't. Um, so therefore, that's what we need to be doing. As you're trading and investing, you need to have pretty much two hands. If you need to be a two-handed economist, you know, on the one hand, it's gonna do this, the other hand, it's gonna do that, and have a plan for both. And that's what I teach traders is, it's not so much what direction it's taking uh, in terms of the market or stock, it's really how you're handling that or what decisions are you you're making and don't speculate a lot of people make decisions based on what they think might be happening rather than what is actually happening so right now what is actually happening so let's go back to the weekly chart and, and have a better look looking at the stock market daily will do your heading and I seriously think it will do your heading or seriously no it does your heading and a lot of people make reactive marks um, um, a commentary on the market based on what's happening that day now right now I this could possibly be the low that I was expecting but I doubt it it doesn't hasn't really fallen enough so this week will tell I'm recording this Monday morning before the markets open so I don't know what's happening today but if our market does start to move down uh, today and over this week then we'll still move down into another one or two more weeks will hit that low that I was expecting. If we do get an up bar this week and it starts to move up above that high there of 7150, uh, if it starts moving up above that, then I think our yearly high hasn't occurred yet and it'll probably happen sometime in March. Could even be possibly April, but I think we're probably going to get you know, four to six weeks moving up before we have our yearly high. And then we come down into our yearly low Either way, nothing to worry about right now. It, it's regardless, we've got to have a low this year and we've got to have a high this year, but right now the market is looking exceptional and I still think our market is long-term bullish for the next three to five years, pretty much, or three to four years uh, over that period of time. So there's some great opportunities for the head if you understand how to profit from the marketplace. But let's get into our questions for the week. 
And the first question that we have today is from Kevin who says, Hi Dale, thoughts on a CCL or Coca-Cola? I was trading, it was trading sideways for about five years, finally broke out, retested previous resistance line to now find support and continue its uptrend. I've bought on this confirmation. I see some good opportunities to trade this short term, um, but ultimately would like to hold this long term. That's interesting, a real interesting quote. With a long term perspective on this, would you dollar cost average on the dips or trade in and out of the stock? I never dollar cost average. Anybody who's read my book, you'll understand why. Um, so if you're asking that question, that would imply to me you haven't read my book yet. So I suggest you get that because it will tell you why you don't dollar cost average. Um, I would trade in and out of the stock. There's Holding the stock long term that's been going sideways for five years is not a long term buy and hold stock. Now, Coke's one of the best stocks in the world. I mean, obviously, it's one of the most or the most recognizable brand in the world. So I understand why you'd want to hold that long term, but I don't hold anything long term. I actually trade, I buy when it's low, sell out when it's high. That's pretty much what we do. It's called position trading. Um, but you've bought, it looks like you said you've bought on um, breaking some support or resistance level, resistance level from that point of view. Again, I don't buy just on that. Uh, that's not enough. Everybody in the market knows about support and resistance and or every man, woman, dog and child does. And so it's not a solid buy signal in my book but let's have a look at the stock and just see what's going on with it anyway so I'm going to bring up a monthly chart here and you can see here how we've had this sideways move through from about 2014 um, right across this is what he's talking about but it really was part of the down move your big lows down there uh, they're at $7.52. So, uh, and what he's talking about is breaking above this sort of level here, which is that sideways movement. Um, it did move up, break through, it came back and found some support. But really the uptrend started way back in 2017. So what is the right time to buy this stock? Uh, what is the right prices? At this point in time, it is moving up. I think it will continue to move up um, at this point in time. You're looking at some serious resistance up around that $15.27 right now this stock looks really really good let me just have a quick look on the weekly chart again still looking good on the weekly chart moving up um, for those of you who've got some good buy rules you would have been you probably would have been entering this stock somewhere around the six to eight dollar mark some of our students would have been in around there they would have been in this run through here and taken that out and got out of it um, as well. So I would be trading in and out of this stock on some really good rules. But great question anyway, um, but don't hold long term and don't dollar cost average. You'll be sending yourself to financial hell if you do. The next question we got is from Citation AU who says, what are your thoughts on Ansel and MFF? Uh, thanks again. So let's, we're going to have a look at MFF. So let's bring up that stock here and have a big look at it. This thing's just been going ballistic. You can see there on that left-hand side of the chart, it's had this huge, huge rise right up MF Capital Investments. Uh, it's been moving up with the market moving up, so it's looking really good. At this point in time, there's nothing to say other than that it's bullish. I don't know whether you own it or you don't own it, but right now I'd just be having an exit strategy on this. I would suggest you possibly own it because you're asking what my thoughts are um, and you're worried about losing some of the profits you got right now. Just have a stop loss on it, mate. That's all you need to do. Run with it while it's going up. But, and I know people do panic when start things start to go vertical because they go, I'll just get out now because it's going vertical or how do I get out of that? And that's just about having rules around, as I said earlier, it doesn't matter which way, which way it goes. You just got to have a rule about if it does x i'm going to do y and if it does z i'm going to do a whatever that is for you um, but otherwise i'd like this stock stay with it at this point in time
The next question we've got is from Sam Simpson, who says, uh, wondering what you think to hold long-term TCL or BWP. Thanks. I don't hold any stocks long-term, and I'll keep saying that till the cows come home, guys. Never ask me about what I think long-term of anything, because tomorrow my thoughts on any of the stocks that I talk about may change, because it's about information coming through about what the stock's doing, uh, the market, the economy, a whole range of things. So taking a long-term view or getting an expert's long-term view on anything is pretty much useless to you, because tomorrow, the next week, or the next month, that might change. And if you're stuck in your head, this long-term view that I think something's bullish or bearish, that's what you're gonna to continue to think. So it's better to look at things on a monthly basis if you're an investor. Just have a look at a month monthly basis, see what's going on. But let's go and have a look at TCL um, and have a good look at that uh, for you. This is TCL, so it's Trans Urban Group, and it's just bullish. Right now it is bullish, and that's really the simple um, answer is if something is bullish, you just stay with it, have an exit strategy. So uh, I will never tell you to hold something long term. Uh, longest time I've ever been in a trade, I think, is close to three years, and that's long term for me. My average trade length somewhere between nine and 12 months. That's really what it is. I do get up to 18 months a percentage of time, maybe 20% to 30% of the time around 18 months the trade is. But it's about taking very, very safe chunks of profit in there and getting out. And then I hear some of you screaming, but what about capital? capital gains tax and I go, so what? Just pay your tax, give the tax man a bunch of flowers, take the money and then compound. Because you can't compound while you're holding your stocks and stocks will run faster and slower. Their momentum will move faster or it'll move slower at different times depending on what's going on. And so holding stocks while they're going sideways like we looked at with Coca-Cola for five years, that's just a waste of time and opportunity. You could have had your money. If you were in Coca-Cola during that time, you could have had your money somewhere else. Um, and that's really the point is pay your tax, go into other stocks and compound your return. Um, but TCL looks quite good for me at this point in time. For me, it looks like it's uh, moving up quite nicely. Just have a stop loss on it. The next question we got is from Fernando, who says, Hey, darling, Janine, thank you very much for the great material. Thanks, matey. Um, updated in the channel. In my research after, after screeners, I've realized how undervalued RND is or RAND mining is right now. Uh, you don't tell me what the screeners are, so I'm not showing whether they're technical screens or fundamental screens right now. I, you, you haven't told me, but um, he said, he goes on to say, I believe it's the most undervalued ASX share and this week opens a great buy opportunity. What do you guys think about RND? Keep up the great work. Um, I just think what you've just put is just shows it's if not being rude to it shows your ignorance just because something's undervalued doesn't mean it's going to go up it really doesn't I've seen so many times over the last two to three decades I've been trading the market where somebody goes this stock is undervalued and it's got to go through the roof and it just keeps falling down because the value of it in terms of the intrinsic value of a stock doesn't mean that's the stock price. Um, people aren't buying this for a reason. If it's undervalued, that means it's been heavily sold off. Let's go and have a look at the chart now. So here's RND. And what I see is a highly illiquid stock. As soon as, as soon as you look at this, it's a highly illiquid stock. Let's bring up the weekly chart and look at all these gaps and these sideways movements on a weekly chart. It's very liquid. It's been falling heavily, as you can see. Look at that. It's a terrible stock to have in your portfolio. And, and really, if I go down to a daily chart, look at this. You're looking at some of this volume here in, the, in these sorts of stocks. They're talking about 2,000 shares traded at $3. So multiply 2,000 by $3, what do you get? Six grand. 
So anybody on the planet can actually move this stock pretty much, unless you're in a third world country, you'll be able to move this stock with one purchase or two purchases. So it's a highly illiquid stock. It's not a stock that anybody should be in really, unless you really, really know a lot about the stock itself. But this is telling me it's not a stock that I would ever have my money in. And uh, an interesting thing, a lot of people will ask me what they think of a stock or think of the market. And then they just don't do what we're talking about. But you hear Janine and I talk about all the time on our on our recordings and our live show, buy a quality stock. This is not a quality stock. It's fallen heavily this week or last week. It fell right down and came right back up again until it tells me it's starting to look good and giving strength. I wouldn't be anywhere near it regardless of the value of the share because intrinsic value, again, doesn't mean what it's trading at. Um, and this thing could fall all the way down through to here or even further or go even lower again. So right now, um, stay out of it in my book. That's really what I'm thinking. It's too high risk for anybody. Um, but thanks for sending in your questions and thanks everybody for doing that. Uh, and I really thank you for watching till the end of this video. And if you do have any questions you'd like me to answer, just stick them below. Uh, I'll get to answering them in our next week's report. Remember that here on this channel, we do these Monday market reports every week. We also do the live stream every Tuesday night, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time. So hit that subscribe button now. Click the bell on the right of it so you know when we upload our next videos. Uh, for now, I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Goodbye, good luck, and good trading. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.